I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 147 of Internet Marketing. I'm Andy White and... Yeah, yeah, I'm Kelvin Newman. And it is brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. Kelvin, um, all change at Google this week. Yeah, so we're talking about a couple of news and tools. Well, it's just news actually this week, what we call our news and tools episodes, but we're talking specifically about three big things that are happening at Google um, that have happened over the last sort of six weeks or so that I think... Anyone who has any interest in digital marketing, whether it's social media, pay-per-click, SEO, um, email marketing, or just general kind of digital marketing, probably needs to know about them. So I'll go through those in a couple, um, in a second, the three big areas there. But I wanted to start off by just a little bit of kind of uh, news from site visibility. Um, a lot of you who are regular listeners will remember from November last year that um, a number of the guys in the office took part in Movember, mm. um, which is a kind of a campaign to grow a moustache during November, um, hence the mo from, you know, moustache, um, November, to raise awareness of um, men's health, um, particularly kind of testicular cancer and, and mm. those types of causes. So a few of the guys in the office have done that, so it'd be worth um, we're putting some of their pictures up on the site visibility blog. So if you want to laugh at people who I work with who have tashes, visit the site and do that. And if you do want to make a contribution, they're all gratefully received. Of course, I'm still rocking the beard that I always rock. I was going to ask you, actually, Calvin, you've already got a moustache, but are you going to go an extra bushy moustache for November? Well, apparently the rules are that you have to start from completely clean shaved okay. on November the 1st. So on that sense, I've cheated. What I'm probably going to do is take the last couple of days of November and just have a tash from there. Mm. But um, my problem is the reason that I would be less keen to do it than perhaps other people is, is everybody shaves every day. I don't. I hate shaving. It makes my skin come out in a horrible rash, mm. hence why I have a beard. Um, so to have a moustache would mean I'd have to do that for a month, which, you know, as much as I want to raise awareness of it, I've got a bunch of other guys around me in the office doing it for me, hopefully, on that front. So, yes, yeah, so I will have a tash for the last couple of days of the month, though I will probably look a little bit either like an 80s footballer or probably slightly more like a sex offender, I think, to be honest. <laughs> I've kind of got that vibe going on with my tash. Rather, a lot of people look very cool with them. They are like Mexicans or you know, all the, you know, or they can look like a kind of um, Victorian gentleman, whereas I kind of look a bit more like a guy you wouldn't want to see in a park. Um, You've got so, a face yeah. for radio, as yes, I say, Colby. Yes, yes, unfortunately so, unfortunately so. But yeah, like I say, I, November... I'm sure many of our women listeners would disagree. Let's <laughs> not go into But that. like I say, there'll be some pictures of the guys in the office who are rocking the tash okay. up on our site, and we'll drop a link in the show notes. But on to the, the important um, news of 
of, of Google and some big changes that they're making. Now, we've talked previously about Google+, Plus, their new social media network that they've created to kind of take on Twitter and Facebook at their own game. Now, there's been a lot of debate about how successful that's being, and it did very, very well immediately. Then the visitor numbers have sort of appeared to drop off, and there's all kinds of debate about whether it's going to, uh, you know, how successful it is. But I'll ignore that for the time being, because I think... The debate will rage until it's a huge success. Everyone will continue to debate whether it's going to be successful. But they've made a particularly interesting update over the last week or so where they've now allowed businesses to create their own profiles. Now, this wasn't the case before. So me as Kelvin could create a profile, but Mm. me as Internet Marketing Podcast couldn't create a profile or me as Site Visibility couldn't create a profile or Andy couldn't create a profile for his business as well. So um, that's changed, which is good because... Um, a lot of the people who wanted to get involved were were businesses and a few of them kind of got stung because they, they it wasn't clear that you couldn't do it so they did that kind of I'll make a personal profile but it'll be for my business exclusively and they had those accounts deleted um, which was bad news if you sent out to all your clients come from me on um, Google Plus and um, they've got it deleted so that's good news it means that you can get a presence on these sites and I think it's well worth um, doing because Google are going to start to try and connect together the various bits of profiles that they have for businesses. So the obvious connection is and like between Google Local and Google Plus mm. and Google AdWords and Google Plus and Google Analytics and you know Google Plus. So, Sorry for the noise, listeners. Yes. I think there's a, there's a man wheeling a whole crate of beer just yeah, outside yeah, the window. Basically, uh, for those of you who have <laughs> never been to Brighton, um, <laughs> our office is in what's known as the Lanes, which is kind of this cobbled, oldie-worldie um, kind of area of Brighton and that means that directly outside a window is is cobbles and there's also a pub which always means that there's barrels being rolled along making a kind of very <laughs> dramatic noise um, but you know it adds a bit of ambiance yes. to, yes. to the American listeners have got this wonderful sort of oldie world division of, of old England that we're broadcasting from anyway back to Google sorry I, I digress <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. yeah so basically they're going to be making those connections between them and I think that's that's important so it it will become more important to have a Google Plus profile for those reasons um but there's another kind of reason well two reasons why i think businesses should be exploring and potentially setting up a google plus um profile for their business first of those is the fact that that google are then going to have what they're calling direct connect right basically Mm. which means that if someone searches for um your brand name plus the plus character this is in the general google yeah in the general google search so if i go into the google search box and i type plus pepsi that won't take me to a search result. It'll take me straight through to the Pepsi Google Plus account. Oh, so you had to put the word plus in front of it? Yeah, you? a bit like if you remember the old AOL keywords type situation. Right, like and it it's the word be. plus, not the symbol plus. It's the symbol Oh, the plus. symbol, so plus, and then straight after with no spaces, the, the word. Yeah, Pepsi or site visibility or whatever. Okay. It's going to take you straight to those profiles. So that's quite interesting, interesting because I'm sure you'll start to see in the same way that people are sharing Facebook profiles and google ad, uh, in adverts you know on tv adverts you'll and twitter profiles on news channels you'll see this as well with kind of um, google plus accounts so there's that aspect of it that is quite important as well and second and not to be kind of underestimated in the long term um is that everyone within the search community is pretty confident that if google aren't already in the future, they will be looking to websites like Google Plus to determine what are the most trusted websites. So um, a business which has lots of followers on Google Plus um, that has lots of content that's heavily interacted with by the audience um, is perhaps more deserving of a search 
result, a higher search result than a company that doesn't have that kind of profile mm. there. So, you know, what I would say first up, um, don't rush into signing up just because you can, uh, because you don't want to set up a profile and have it neglected. But I can see lots of reasons why it'd be worth considering setting one up for businesses if, um, if they're not already. So can I ask the $100,000 question? Does yeah. Internet Marketing Podcast have a, uh, a Google Plus profile? Are we thinking of setting one up? Not as yet. I mean, we have the kind of constant um, dilemma as to, is it because this is a, a, a means of site visibility communicating, mm. should it be, should it live on a site visibility one? Should it live on yeah, a personal yeah, one yeah. And, and so on and so Interesting forth? Interesting case study though, Kelvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think so. I mean, I think it's definitely worth playing about with. So um, it, it's one to explore, definitely. And, but a lot of our clients have already gone and set them up. And it's that kind of cobbler's shoe situation quite yeah. often um, mm. on that front. But yeah, definitely um, worth checking out Google Plus business profiles. Okay, now I know what you're going to talk about next. Yeah, it's the Google freshness mm. update. So it, it does sound awfully like a, per, a an antiperspirant advert, I have yes. to say. <laughs> Google's freshness update. Yes, so this is um, arguably one of the biggest updates to Google's search algorithm Bigger than in recent times. Well, technically, yes, because mm. there was two stats that were used when, um, when the two changes were rolled out. And they stated that uh, Google Panda affected somewhere about 11% of um, search results pages. Mm. Um, and they claim that Google Freshness affects 35% of search queries. Now, I'm careful on using the words there because it's deliberate, right? Mm. So um, Panda affected a lot of search results. Yeah, SERPs. Yep. So they're kind of, you know, different, you know, um, say I search for holiday, that's one SERP. Holidays in um, France is SERP 2, holidays mm. in Germany, SERP 3, and so on and so forth. Um, whereas freshness is more about the absolute number of queries, right? Mm. So in that case, if lots of people are searching for Lady Gaga, that might be as many search queries as holidays, holidays in France, holidays in Germany put together, if you see what I mean. So it only affected the results for Lady Gaga, which is in... Does that kind of make sense? So Sort of. Yeah. I was just distracted by the barrels again being rolled outside, <laughs> but never mind. Um, so yeah, the... the the distinction there really is is that this doesn't affect many terms, mm. but it affects the terms that have the most search traffic. Mm. And what the change does is it rewards content that it believes to be um, fresher, newer, more relevant. So the examples they're using is, at the moment, if you were to search for Olympics, mm. um, the traditional Google index would serve a lot of results about the Olympics in general, mm. right? So talk, you'd have Wikipedia pages, you'd have pages about the history of the Olympics, you'd have pages about the, the last Olympics. But what they've done here is they've kind of gone, actually, if someone's searching for the Olympics in the tail end of 2011 or the beginning of 2012, they're probably interested in that instance of the Olympics, not previous ones. Sure. So therefore, we will serve the ones about the more recent one until it kind of gets past it and then we'll serve just the general ones. Or, or if I search for football today i'm probably more interested in the results from this weekend mm. than the history of football so today, is it looking example. out for keywords like today or this week or anything like that um, I, it's not necessarily looking for the keywords in there it's more about the sense of when they first indexed it right so did they find it and it never existed before and also issues like is the date somewhere included in the in the page so if it's a blog mm. you know ones that have got kind of more recent timestamps. 
are potentially going to appear more more quickly in there. So what this emphasises is, I mean, we've seen it for a client, and they rank really well for a key phrase, that they a product that was being launched. Um, they And when that product was, they were ranking very, very well for it, but when that product launched, a lot of newspapers covered this product, and they kind of bumped up because their page had been there for six months because they knew the product was coming, they were ranking very well. But then 20 newspapers come in, all right, brand new content on trusted websites about that, and they shoot to the top. And what we're already starting to see is as that content on the newspaper sites get old, gets older, mm-hmm. they're starting to pick back up again because they're the kind of historical result rather than the fresh result for it. So okay. um, what does that mean? What's the actions you can take? Well, it means you need to be publishing and changing your website as frequently as you possibly can. It means try and use um, publishing methods that are... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Allow for timestamps. So use blogs, use news feeds, use Twitter feeds that talk about the date and when Mm. it was last changed and when this page was last updated, that type of thing. Um... And generally speaking, understand that the top 10 results on a search page isn't by no means fixed. And it's not fixed because it could change on a day-by-day basis, an hour-by-hour basis, but it changes on a person-by-person basis. That's right, yeah. So, it's very dynamic, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so really there's no such thing as the definitive SERP for a keyword. There's no definitive top 10 for each keyword. It's different for every person, different mm. for every day, different for every hour of the month. And what that means is when you're trying to report on your SEO successes or failures, keyword ranking checkers aren't necessarily the be-all and end-all. You need to be looking at traffic in Mm. that period of time as well. So that's kind of a big change there worth looking into. As usual, there's lots written about it on search engine land and SEO mods if you're interested in learning about it um, further. But the short version is Google want to reward fresh new content. So that says to me, I need to be creating more fresh new content which generally speaking is also the type of content that does well on social media it's also the type of content that does well in email newsletters you know it's just kind of 
pushing us in a direction that, to be honest, we all knew we were headed. Yeah, I mean, historically, for many years now, we've been saying, you know, blog, before, before Twitter really took off, no, blog entries are good because it's fresh content. Google mm. likes fresh content. So really, they've kind of formalized it, really, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of an update, really. They always had, previously, they had what was known as kind of query deserves freshness, which we on the podcast used to refer to as Another Google Honeymoon. Like personal advert. Yeah. <laughs> query deserves freshness. <laughs> QDF, um, which kind of we refer to as kind of the Google Honeymoon period. And all this really is is kind of that point two if you know what i mean so query mm. deserves freshness point two whereas query deserves freshness affected a small number of search terms a little this um influences a lot more search queries a lot more dramatically mm. um but you know with all of these things it doesn't fundamentally change the process of what you need to do to get a good website but it just kind of maybe focuses the attention on one particular way of doing it which is content driven seo which i think you know is no surprise is the the way that it's been headed for a long period of time so now kelvin um our next topic i find from a technical aspect i find quite interesting yeah i'm sure a lively debate will ensue on google and https yeah secure sockets yeah so essentially put um this has caused a huge amount of Ferrari, is that how you say it? And gnashing of teeth. Gnashing of teeth in the SEO community mm. and in the web analytics community. Um, essentially, Google have rolled out that anyone who has signed into a Gmail account, a Google Plus account, um, Google Docs account, basically who signed into Google, mm. is automatically switched to the HTTPS version. I see, immediately, from, with my security hat on, I think, hey, good. That's good news, isn't it? Yeah. More secure, yeah. um, you know, more private, generally speaking, very, very, you know, a positive thing to be doing. And lots of other websites are doing this as well. Twitter's done it, Facebook's done it as well, mm. you know, switching to HTTPS. So, so far, so good. Great news, Google doing a bit to kind of, you know, protect people's privacy. Um, but there's more to it than that. So, okay, why do some search people not like this? Well, they don't like it because when someone's signed into HTTPS mm. and they then search for cheap holidays and end up on your website, you don't know what phrase they search to come so from. So you don't see their result is not aggregated into your Google Analytics? No, now or this, any this, analytics package. But this surprises me. Mm-hmm. Because Google should know what people have searched for oh, no, and they should know what results they yielded. They do. Um, internally. But this is, is, analytics. Well, this is about, it's, a, it's, in, you know, it's not impossible, but it's mm. kind of, it's not practical from the HTTPS approach. So what happens is now that um, the people who are signed in, who search using the HTTPS version of Google, mm. arrive on analytics, they're attributed to natural search, um, but it just says keyword not known. So you know yeah. that you've got 100 visits, but you don't know if they came on cheap holidays or holidays in France or holidays in Germany to continue that mm. that metaphor there. And that's quite difficult, right? Because, you know, you don't know which key phrases are sending you the traffic. You don't know which ones you need to optimize more for because say you're in position eight and you're getting a lot of traffic. You know that that's a key phrase that you want to be going for. Or you find that you're getting traffic that's converting really badly and you don't know why. And that's because you're ranking for a random term that you never intended to rank for. There's all kinds of reasons for that. And also a practical one from a person working from an SEO agency is one of our biggest challenges is that in a lot of cases, you have to divide between branded and non-branded search traffic. So running an SEO campaign and someone searches for the brand name of a company, you can't always, or in 99 out of 100 cases, you can't take credit for that. Because if they already know who you are, they already rank number one for it, you can't take any credit for those searches. So that's kind of worrying there as well. But what makes it additionally worrying 
is Google have said, oh, if it's a pay-per-click visit mm. um, and they're signed in through HTTPS, we don't have a problem with sharing the data with you then. Mm-hmm. So basically what they're saying is if you're paying for the traffic from us, we'll give you all the data. But if you're getting it for free from SEO, tough luck. And that's where it okay. gets a little bit kind of... Well, so if it genuinely really is mm. legitimately about privacy... Two questions. One, why isn't it on by default for everyone? Because it could be. Mm. They could make that google.com HTTPS for everyone, whether they're signed in or not. And if it is about privacy, why are they prepared to share it if you're giving them money? Now, that's the kind of the conflict there. Okay. I'm just getting my head right. around this. Something I think I shall have to have my team of scientists work on offline, Kelvin. <laughs> no. But yeah, so basically put, it's one of those moves where... On the face of it, it seems like Google doing something very, very good. But once you start to look below the surface on it, you then begin to wonder if their motives were entirely altruistic. And my gut feel is that actually it probably was someone suggested that would be good or people within Google suggested that would be good from a privacy perspective. And someone goes, yeah, and it also helped pay-per-click. So basically uh, people are worried that uh, Google's becoming evil. I mean, it is one of those instances where they're starting to do more and more moves that appear to be motivated by money rather than just doing the best thing for um, for search users, which, you know, is okay. They're a company, but yeah, yeah. it's the way they position themselves as being the opposite of that and the way that many people don't believe that they'll behave in that way. And actually, they're in a very dominant market position. So therefore, them doing something a little bit dodgy is quite dramatic because they've got such a big share of the search marketplace that i mean yes why are we arguing about it we're arguing about it because it makes seo's jobs harder that's why they're Mm. upset about it but it just does seem to hint at a possible direction that google are heading in which a lot of people are concerned about i i'm probably not a tinfoil hat wearer i don't think they're out to kind of become skynet or anything Mm. but i do worry about when if google start to behave like any other business would do um, what some of the implications and ramifications of that would be. If Google said anything, I mean, presumably they're getting a lot of uh, queries and yeah. teeth gnashing dirty yeah. at them. So the, they come up with anything? Yeah, and their, their response was only 5%. Oh, sorry. As he knocks the microphone. Um, only 5 <laughs> gesticulating wildly. Yes, only 5% does. of um, people who make a search on Google are logged in. So only mm. five. So you're only losing 5% of your data, which you know gives you 95% of your data, which should be enough for most people to be fairly confident about general patterns and mm. trends. However, a number of websites, e-consultancy, for example, have started to look at their traffic, and they're seeing figures more like 30%, 35% okay. of their traffic. Now, of course, they've got a tech-savvy audience who are more likely to use Gmail, more likely to use Google Docs, more likely to use Google+. But, um, you know... 35%. That's a quarter, third of your traffic that you knew what they searched for and then how they performed on your site that now you don't. It makes everyone's life a little bit harder. Okay. And that's not just for Google Analytics. It's for all web analytics packages as well. Okay, yeah. That, that makes sense. All right, well, I think that wraps it for today, doesn't it, Kelvin? Yeah, I that's believe. All, yeah, so basically it, there's a lot going on at Google at the moment um, and I think they're three of the biggest things to be thinking about. And just in terms of practical actions... Have a look into whether you should be setting up a Google Business Profile, Google Plus Business Profile. I think it will probably merge with your local profile very soon, but consider making that set up. Google Freshness just re-emphasizes the need to um, be publishing content frequently and recently. And finally, if you go into Google Analytics and you, you can't work out what this not set keyword means, that's because of the HTTPS and it's Google doing something that not everyone agrees with.
Okay, and just quickly before we go, Kelvin, uh, next week I believe we've got a bit of a backlog of questions and answers. Yes, so, so the next few shows, yeah, will we've be got questions I think answers. three or four shows of full yeah. of Q and A's, and so we'll be doing those over the next um, couple of weeks as well. But suffice to say, continue to ask us questions. Drop us an email at kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also worth noting, particularly if you've got a question, and this has been working really, really well, actually. I've got questions that people have emailed in, but we've also got the Site Visibility Forum on LinkedIn, which mm. gives you access to the premium podcast content for free. But a lot of people are using the forum on there to ask questions. There's some really interesting kind of conversations happening between listeners, which I, I really love, because podcasts are amazing. It's a great way to listen and understand, mm. but you don't kind of get that feedback community sense. And, and this LinkedIn group for Site Visibility, which we'll link to in the show notes, and you can find just by searching on LinkedIn for site visibility um, it's working really really well from for that reason so if you've got a question consider dropping it in there as well because you'll probably get a quicker response as well well that's it for this week and we'll see you next time on internet marketing brought to you by site visibility goodbye from me Andy White goodbye from me Kelvin Newman goodbye well that's it for today thank you so much for listening you can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three. 256150 if you're inside the UK it's 01273 256150 and you can leave a voice comment or question and we'll play it on the show also we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself well that's it for now Andy White signing off until next week on internet marketing deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.